Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, welcome everybody to Freaking Friday Show. Who's that over there? It's me. What's the date, you? Today's date is May 26th, 2017. Cool. I am so disgusted with this world, Miss Capel. I am yes. so sick. I understand. And just like preparing for this show, looking at uh, what we're going to talk about, I just want to puke. I hear you. I hear you. It is pretty disgusting. It's very, um, yeah, I have no words. I know. It's amazing. A few months ago, I don't know how long ago, but th- there was a time we did a show and I entitled it The New Normal. The New Normal. Mm-hmm. Because we had noticed that these the crazy, bizarre stories that used to be crazy and bizarre were now the new normal. It's just the new normal. And that's still... The, the truth, but when I was looking at these stories today, what came to me, it's the, it's the perfect demonic normal. It's the perfect demonic normal. Do you remember watching those shows that were done in the 50s? You'd watch, uh, let's see, Leave it to Beaver. Oh. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, re- you remember the parents were like perfect. Yes. And then there was uh, Beaver and his brother Wally. Mm-hmm. And they lived in a beautiful clean little neighborhood and the stories were it was like a perfect yeah the perfect family family you know you watch stuff like andy griffith show and it was just perfect mm-hmm. See, it was a, the, the norman rockwell plate you right. know the perfect normal um which was a lie we all know that you know there was no perfect normal people had problems but that was you know presented as the perfect normal i use that as an example that this is the perfect demonic normal. So if you were going to do a demonic Rockwell plate and you, you were going to draw this on a plate, this would be what you would draw. Exactly. If you're going to do TV shows and movies, this is what you would do. And this is what is done. It's the perfect demonic normal. So we go through these stories. This is, this is the new normal. This is what it's about. This world, this society is done. It's complete. It's over. All we're waiting for is the return of the Son of Man in judgment. That's all we're waiting for. That's right. Because there is no redemption. There's no, folks, there's no revival coming. There's nothing. There is nothing going to happen except judgment. Mm -hmm. And it can't come soon enough. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The demonic hordes are out. They are out. Mm -hmm. I don't know who let them out, but they're out. (laughs) It is amazing. 
Mm. It is amazing. Yep. Do you have a scripture before I start talking yes. about this very positive stuff? Okay, the first one is in Isaiah five eighteen through uh, 24. It says, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and, is sin it, and sin as it were with a cart rope, that say, Let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come, that we may know it. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness and their blossom shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. And then 57, oh, oh, I've got a beach ball. I have a beach ball. Hold on. Your Mac needs to be cleaned. We've got to clean your Mac. 5720 says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. And there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. And then Isaiah 3.11. Beach ball, beach ball, beach ball. Hold on a minute. Your Mac has to be cleaned. You need Mac cleaner. Says, woe unto the wicked. It shall be ill for him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. And those are the scriptures I have for today. Beach ball, beach ball, beach ball. (laughs) I hate the beach ball. Okay, we're going to talk about, well, let me ask a question. All right. Let me ask a question. You're a uh, transgender person, right? You're a, you're, a, you're a dude, but you think you're a chick. So uh, you dress like a chick and you go, well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm transgender. I'm, I'm a chick. I'm not a dude. So you want to get uh, gender reassignment surgery. And you want to get your gonads cut off. So you can be a chick, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you would, in a normal world, the, the Norman Rockwell plate world, the Leave it to Beaver world, where would you go to get that done? A professional doctor, perhaps. Okay, someone who's been to medical school and has the skills to do such. That's what I would do. That's what you would do in a normal world. Now, in the perfect demonic normal Let's picture the demonic Norman Rockwell world. Nay, nay. You go to a pilot of an airplane who has a uh, like a Boy Scout surgical kit mm-hmm. and you have him do it. Yep. And then when, when it gets botched up, then you complain. That's what happens in the perfect demonic normal. Mm-hmm. We don't make this up. Denver, Colorado. Say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. Police say that a man faces felony assault charges. And I, I, it's not really this guy's fault. I mean, they paid him to cut this guy's don't, you know, gonads off. It's not like it's a hate crime. No. You know, he's just offering his services as a pilot. And maybe he had a little, you know, medic training in the military or something. Mm-hmm. And so he felt he can do this. Anyway... He used an army surgical kit to remove the testicles of a transgender woman, which means 
it's a dude dressed as a woman. Right. Uh, this guy's 57 years old, so he should have known better. He confessed to removing those testicles. Mm-hmm. The victim, this guy's now a victim, right? And, he, and he's not a victim, by the way, because he's dressed like a woman, wanting to be a woman, and he wants his testicles cut off, and he hires somebody to do that. How is he a victim? He's not. He's but, a victim of himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in the perfect demonic normal of media, this is nine news, he's a victim. And he was taken to an area hospital. And his wife's involved in this also. His wife is in on this, Mm -hmm. getting his gonads removed. And records say that this dude agreed to perform medical procedures at the victim's apartment in Denver. So they do it at the apartment. You can imagine this, you know, how sanitary it was. Yes. The detectives say the surgical kit contained a scalpel. You'll need that. Uh, Lidocaine, and that's for, you know, anesthesia. Medical dressings and other medical equipment. Isn't that cool that you can get a surgical kit like this? It is cool. Where in the world would you get one? Probably at the uh, the Army Supply Store. Uh, You know, it's probably common, like medics. Mm. Yeah. Well, he used the scalpel and surgically... And surgically disconnected and removed the victim's two testicles. And then he sutured the opening back up. Okay, well, sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. The victim, quote-unquote, victim's wife, and I think she has a problem, too. When you're married to a dude who wants to be a chick, and then you assist him in cutting off his gonads. Yeah. That's the perfect demonic normal right there. Yeah. And the victim's wife was with her slash him during what was described in court paperwork as a 90-minute long procedure. And then the, the pilot dude, he told the couple to call 911 if complications developed. That's a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. Pay me. I'll cut off your gonads. Hey, if you have some problems, call 911. Let the hospital deal with the rest of it. <laughs> so the victim's uh, wife told the police after changing the dressing on her husband's uh, castration, a large amount of blood poured out of the wound. Wow. Yeah. So she called 911. And then uh, they came and they took the dude to the hospital and they said the testicles could not be reattached due to the time delay of the procedure. I, I, he doesn't want the testicles reattached. Mm-mm. So I don't know what he's complaining about. And uh, he was taken to the medical center of Aurora and they told detectives that uh, he slash she suffered from injuries that had the risk of permanent disfigurement. But he wanted that. Yeah. He wanted those things removed. Yeah. And check it. Check it out. The victim's name, this dude, this this weird queer guy who wants to be a chick and get his gonads cut off, along with his wife, their names were redacted from the report. Oh, to keep but, them. But the guy who did the surgery, his name is in there along with his picture. Yep. His name is Pennington. He's a he's a pilot, a licensed pilot, but not a licensed medical professional. But his picture's in there. So now he's the bad guy. Yeah. See? No good deed goes unpunished. So if you're walking down the street <laughs> and some dude dressed in a wig comes up to you and says he's a transgender and he asks you and he says he will pay you if you will cut off his gonads, say nay nay. Little nay, tip nay. from your Uncle Paul. <laughs> Here's a little tip from your Uncle Paul. Don't be touching another man's gonads anyway. 
That's just a little tip, okay? Uh, it'll take it'll take you far in life. I've been around a block. I this ain't my first rodeo, <laughs> right? Mm. Okay, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. Let's call it Death Book, man. Yeah, Death Facebook. What the heck is wrong with this demonic device? Wow, wow. It's been evil from the. It's the been get evil from go. the get go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know it you really know is. What I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Facebook. This is a true story, folks. I didn't make this up. It's from the Telegraph. Facebook will not delete videos of violent death, abortions, and self-harm. And these are all from leaked guidelines. Or animal cruelty. Or animal cruelty. Yes. They will only put a little disclaimer on there. Hey, it may be disturbing. <laughs> While this guy takes a pair of pliers and pulls the ears off a rabbit. Come on. Really, people? Facebook is refusing to delete videos and images of violent death. That's quote unquote. Abortion, self-harm. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know why? Because oh. the web giant does not want to censor its users. That's what they say. They don't mm. want to censor people. Nope. Is this a lie from the pits of hell? You see what I'm saying? It's very much like do as I wilt, isn't it? It's the whole of the law. Yep. Alista Crowley. This is the perfect demonic normal. This is your demonic Norman Rockwell dinner plate. Mm. This is what it looks like. This is what this world and society has become. Not you, because you're listening to this show. Obviously, your eyes are awake. And hopefully, you know, you got your ticket in your hand and you're waiting for the bus or the train or the plane to arrive to board. Don't get distracted and start going to restaurants in the airport and looking for suit and go to the gift shop and, you know, looking for your your family at the airport. Don't get distracted. Just stay there and wait for the plane. It's coming. It's right around the corner. Because if the days aren't cut short, none of us are going to be left. That's right. I, I'm telling you, it's really, really, really bad. I don't think I have to tell you that. I think you know that. Mm-hmm. Well... Facebook is refusing to delete the videos and the images. It doesn't want to censor its its users. Now, these are leaked documents that Facebook didn't put out, but were leaked to The Guardian. The American social media giant also allows people to live stream attempts to self-harm, suicide. And here's why they say, because it doesn't want to censor or punish people in distress. You know, the whole thing is 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 attention getting. You know, you broke up with me. I'm a loser. I'm an emo kid. I'm going to hang myself and I'm going to do it live on Facebook. So all uh, everybody can see it. And Facebook is saying we we don't want to punish that guy because he's in distress. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you don't allow that or allow the, or, or shut down that live stream, they would they wouldn't be so apt to do it. Exactly. But see, that's I'm see I'm talking about normality. That's normal thinking. Mm-hmm. But this is now the new perfect demonic normal. It's a, it's a different. The world's changed. Yeah, yeah. The world has changed. I heard a DJ yesterday when I'm in the car. He's talking. He was is interviewing some judge that's uh, running for office here in Las, Las Vegas. And she was talking about how she goes door to door and everybody has security doors and security screens 
And she says, sometimes they won't even, you know, want to come to the door to talk to me. And she goes, and I'm trying to run on this platform that I'm hard on crime, you know, this and that. And so the DJ said something that was very interesting. He said, he goes, well, I don't blame people for having the security doors and not opening the doors. He goes, this is not 1977 anymore. Mm-hmm. He goes, the world has deeply changed since that time. And I really got to thinking about that statement. And I went, wow, you know, he's absolutely right. It's not even 1987 anymore. It's not even 1999 anymore. Yeah. It's not 2004 anymore or 2005. Two, 2017 is crap, people. Mm-hmm. It is just utter chaos and crap. And the fallen ones are just going berserk in their fallen insanity. Yep. And taking the human flesh suit with them. Oh, man. I know. It's very dis- disgusting it, it, and disheartening. It is. It's amazing. It's frustrating. It is frustrating because I just, I'm just, I'm at the bus stop. I'm at the bus stop. I, I only do this podcast from the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't wander around the world anymore. This is, I'm at the bus stop. I'm just waiting for it to come. I do a podcast because I'm, I'm just occupying, but I'm done. You know, I'm done going out and, you know, trying to do anything because it's over. Anyway, let me go back to this. <laughs> it, it's amazing. The website's ethical guidelines. They call them ethical guidelines, Ms. Kapow. Ethical. Mm, yeah. They were leaked to The Guardian. It revealed that it has instructed staff not to remove controversial content, which may uh, that many would find deeply offensive. It comes amid a growing concern over Facebook's responsibility to remove offensive material from its site, and many prime ministers have repeatedly called on the company to do so. Theresa May, the prime minister, said last week she would bring in new powers to try to do it. But anyway, the leaked documents revealed that Facebook moderators, there's only 4,500 of them. Mm-hmm. You know how many users Facebook has right now? Two billion. Two billion. Yep. And they've... They hire 4,500 people to, to monitor the accounts. Are you serious? Yeah, I know. Huh? They're instructed to delete controversial material only in certain, certain circumstances. The documents include more than 100 internal training manuals, spreadsheets, flowcharts on how Facebook moderates issues such as violence, hate speech, pornography, and racism. Wow. Oh, it gets good. Videos of abortions were allowed. You oh. can you can live stream and video an abortion mm-hmm. and put it on Facebook. Are you serious? I know. This can see in a normal world, not even nineteen seventy seven, not nineteen fifty seven, not not even two thousand five. In a normal world, this you'd say a company like this wouldn't last. Oh no, they would. They, they wouldn't would be last two weeks. Yeah, you can't. A company can't allow someone to video an abortion and put it up for the world to see, because, but not not in the perfect demonic normal. Mm-mm. This it's is because perfectly, the babies are not human. No. in their in their definition. Yes, and then this kind of demonic normal abs- absolutely uh, propels their, their agenda. Exactly. <sighs> Here's what they say. The videos of abortions are allowed as long as there's no nudity. Oh, you hypocritical sons of... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep. 
The website will allow people to live stream attempts to self-harm. That means suicide. What do you mean self-harm? It means you're trying to kill suicide, the killing of yourself, because it quote, it doesn't want to censor or punish people in distress. <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and let you do what you want to do. Yeah. And film it so everyone else can watch it. Yeah. yeah because we don't want to punish you because you're in distress. So we're going to let you have your last hurrah. Wow. Another document said all handmade art, handmade art showing nudity and sexual activity was allowed. But digitally made art showing sexual activity is not. I have no comment about that because I have no idea why that would be. Mm-hmm. Animal abuse could be oh. shared. Mm-hmm. Yes. With only extremely upsetting imagery to be marked as disturbing. Wow. But it could be shared. My God. Types of remarks that could be permitted because they were not credible included, quote, little girl needs to keep to herself before daddy breaks her face. Mm-hmm. And I hope someone kills you. Those, those are wow. allowed. Other remarks by the website, which were apparently allowed, including how to snap a bitch's neck or F off and die because they were not regarded as credible threats. Wow. In one of the documents, Facebook acknowledged, quote, People use violent language to express frustration online and feel safe to do so. Wow. But never mind the person that's the victim of that. Exactly. Yeah. That's the perfect demonic normal. Wow. That's not normal. That's crazy. There is no more normal. You and I are thinking normal. And that's what makes it frustrating. It's like, really? Yeah. You and I are thinking normal. The Kapow listeners are thinking normal, but we don't own Facebook. We don't even have a grain of sand of the influence. They do. Not even a grain of sand. Mm. We have no influence. So our normal is irrelevant. It's the perfect demonic normal that's relevant now. The document said, we should say that violent language is most often not credible until specificity of language gives us a reasonable ground to accept that there's no longer simply an expression of emotion, but a transition to a plot or design. So from this perspective, language such as I'm going to kill you or F off and die is not credible and is a violent expression of dislike and frustration. They encourage this. They want yeah. this. See? Damn. Uh, it evil. also said, what's that? It's very evil. It's very dark. Very evil. Facebook is... Evil. I waited years and years before I had to join. I had to join because they would not allow me to do Fifth Hook Media as a business page anymore unless I also had a personal page. And those of you who are friends with me on my personal page, you know all I post is a show post. That's it. Um, I cannot stand. I can't stand it. I use it as a, as a business page because there's nothing else. You, there's nowhere else to go. You know? And nowhere else to get the word out. And I refuse to get involved in any of this other social media nonsense like Instagram and all Twitter, all that. All that stuff is while you're waiting for the bus, you're messing around with Twitter and Instagram. The bus comes and you're left. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, these are things of the world. Don't get involved in this nonsense. Wait for the bus. It's coming. Anyway, uh, it goes on and on. They, uh, (laughs) 
It says, uh, one of the people from Facebook's head of global policy management said that the service had almost 2 billion users and that it was difficult to reach a consensus on what to allow. Mm. She says, keeping people on Facebook safe is the most important thing to do. Really? Really? But yet, they're going to allow you to to say whatever you want, film abortions. Well, oh, that's not a people. That's not a people. Either animals. And you can kill yourself. Or animals. Mark... Zuckerass recently announced that over the last next year, we'll be adding 3000 people to our community operations team around the world on top of the 4,500 we already have today. Woo. So you're going to have like 5,000 people to review the millions of reports we get every week. So if someone's killing themselves on live video, live stream, you're going to get a report about it like weeks later. You can do absolutely nothing you can do about it. Mm-mm. Or what, or do you want to do something about it? Because I think, the more people watch that and like it, the more um, advertisers are going to advertise, and the more money uh, these these it's always about the idiots money. make. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Well, Zuckerberg says it's heartbreaking, oh, yeah. and I've been reflecting on how we can do better for our community. If we're going to build a safe community, we need to respond quickly. Well, you know what? I'm I look at I'm not a tech genius by any stretch of the imagination, but here I got an idea, Mark Zuckerass. Why don't you get rid of the live streaming? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do that? And that's how you could respond very quickly and prevent people from killing themselves online or raping people. That's right. Or killing animals or, or killing babies. Why don't you do that, Zucker butt? Because they're interested in making money. Yeah. I think I just got mad. Oh, uh, yeah. I got upset. I need some chocolate. <laughs> Did we take a commercial break yet? Not yet. Let's take a commercial break. We're going to talk about some nude people in San Francisco. And um, yeah. Yeah. So go get yourself something to eat because when we talk about these nude, filthy flesh pigs. Do you want me to get you a piece of chocolate? Yeah. You're going to want, you're going to want a cheese sandwich. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifthhook Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fifthhookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fifthhookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fifthhookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, yo. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. Okay, we're back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, San Francisco, California. California has a body shaming law. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Some playmate, some gal uh, got prosecuted. Under it. I think she was the first one to ever get prosecuted under the law. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's a Playboy mutt bunny, um, you know, some hot chick. And she was at one of these 24-hour fitness gyms in L.A. And there was some 70-some-year-old lady behind her. In the locker room, naked. And so mm. she she does a selfie video thing. 
And uh, she says, you know, she's body shaming her and saying, this is why you never want to stop working out. And then she says something like, um, if I can't unsee this, either can you. And so she puts it on her Twitter account. And, um, you know, people were upset about it and they should. Anyway, they come knocking on her door and they arrest her for the body shaming law. It's against the law in California to illegally videotape somebody, post it and make fun of their, their body. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, so now she's picking up trash or she's been since pick up trash and clean up graffiti on the side of the uh, L.A. Uh, freeways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's California. Uh, I mean, I, she what she did was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. The little twit, you know, um, you know what? You're not going to ever get old. Miss Playboy Bunny. I mean, mm-hmm. really? You know, you're going to be 25 forever. Freak. I don't think so. You know, no, that doesn't happen. But yeah, what she did was wrong. But. Uh, on the other hand, a body shaming law. Yeah. Okay. But see, yeah. they used they they took it advantage of that opportunity. It's not to, a normal world. Yeah. In a normal world, a young lady wouldn't be making fun of an older lady like that anyway. Oh, in a normal gosh, world, no. but in a perfect demonic normal, they do. You know, last week I body shamed myself. I felt bad about it. <laughs> I did. I felt. I felt. That I was gaining some weight. My stomach, I kept like rubbing my stomach like I need it like dough, thinking that maybe the more I need it, it will break down the fat cells or something. You know, it's some <laughs> kind of weird thing I have. And so I, so I said, well, you know, I told Miss Capel, I got I to gotta go to the store and buy some bigger pants. And I went to the store and I'm rubbaging through all the, the aisles trying to find some bigger pants and I'm trying them on in the, in the, in the dressing room and my gut's hanging out and everything. And I, I, just, I just said, man, I'm disgusting looking. And so I, I body shamed myself. Mm. Yeah. So I should be arrested, but I didn't. You know what? I didn't. I didn't film it and put it out. So that's the difference. I just thought it. I just thought it about myself, and then the next day I was fine. Yep. Yeah. So it was just a little bloat, but now I got some big pants. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, just a, just another tip from your uncle Paul. You know, uh, the summer of love. The, the summer, summer of love. Of you remember that in the 60s when all the hippies were around? Well, we got a whole new group of dirty, stinky, filthy hippies. In San Francisco, they're nudists, and they celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love. It's pretty nasty. Yeah. Nudist revelers celebrated the Summer of Love with a naked parade on the streets of San Francisco, folks. A yeah. naked parade. Can you imagine? And that place is already kind of filthy. Oh, uh, yeah. They wore wacky hats. Graced the heads of many participants, but that was about it. <laughs> Except for the fully clothed passerbys and citizen photographers. Mm. Everybody Why else, would you even want to look at them? Uh, oh, it's like a gross. bad accident. You know, oh. you want to just drive by, but you just can't help but look to see, you know, it's just a bad accident. The permitted parade was organized by nude activist Gypsy Tob. I'm sure that's the, the real name. Oh, Yeah. One of the figures on the forefront of the opposition to San Francisco's nudity ban. San Francisco has a nudity ban. There's a city that in the normal world would say, we don't want people just walking around the city naked. You should have clothes, right? Mm -hmm. But in the perfect demonic normal, that's being opposed. There should be no ban on nudity. That's not fair. (laughs) Okay. Well, the guy who enacted the ban in 2012... He's the supervisor of the county. His name, and I'm not joking, is Scott Weiner. <laughs> Scott Weiner did a nudity ban in San Francisco. How ironic. I know. That's too funny. Yeah. 
That's so, really funny. So Tob is mad at Wiener. And so Tob gave a speech to the small crowd dedicating the festivities to the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love. But check this out. Check this out. And the, here's a quote, spiritual, spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening Mm -hmm. of, listen carefully, unprecedented proportions. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Okay. Welcome to the Summer of Love and the spiritual awakening of unprecedented proportions. Mm -hmm. Can you read between between the lines? Who's in charge? Demons. Yep. And the fallen ones are in charge. Anyway, Summer of Love began in the 60s, but it never ended. Wow. They joined, the naked people joined around 11 a.m. They they went through the Haight-Ashbury Castro District. Uh, they touted as a parade, but uh, protest signs peppered the parade. Many scribbled with phrases such as, say no to body shame. <laughs> and stop the San Francisco nudity ban. Wow. And then uh, after the permit, the parade was over, then they had to put back on their clothes. But anyway, is that is that normal? Is that no. normal? It's not. It's a perfect demonic normal for a city to allow their citizens to have a parade um, totally nude. That's not normal. This is a new normal. It's a perfect demonic normal. Wow. This That's is going to... this. This next story, for oh, many of you listening, is going to chap your chaps. It's going to chap your chaps. Because, um, you know, on Facebook, you can do whatever you want. You can kill animals. You can kill yourself. You can kill babies. You can kill another human being because they don't want to censor or restrict you or punish you because of your anger. So you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. But in real life... When they come after you, you can't say or do whatever you want. This is uh, from Portland, Oregon, Portlandia. White women's burrito shop is forced to close after being hounded with accusations. It was, quote, culturally appropriating Mexican food and jobs. End of quote. And you say what? You say what? Yeah. Uh, culturally appropriating. That's a new word, by the way. So when you go to have some Chinese food tonight and you're white or you're non, you're non Asian. Okay. You could be any race, but you're just not Asian and you go have some uh, Chinese food and you order some, um, gung pao, right? Uh, I want you to know that you're culturally appropriating their, their food and you should, you should punish yourself. For that, mm-hmm. or somebody should somebody should live stream you being kicked for eating Chinese food, according exactly. to these. How could you? How these, could you? Yeah, these libtards that are running the perfect demonic normal. We don't make this up. There's two white women, and it's important that they're white women. This is in the article. I'm not saying this. It's important that that they're white. They're Caucasian. Two white women have been forced to close their pop up burrito shop after they were accused of cultural appropriation. Uh, one gal's name was Kali Welgus and Liz Connolly. They opened up Kooks Burritos in Portland, Oregon, after taking a trip to Puerto Nuevo, Mexico, last December. For the first few months, the weekend pop-up shop, shop housed in a taco. I don't know who wrote this stuff. Boy, this is I horrible know. writing. 
For the first few months, the weekend pop-up shop housed in a taco truck, not an taco truck, a taco truck was a smash hit. It gained so much popularity, a local weekly newspaper decided to profile the duo. So these two gals go to Mexico mm-hmm. and they get an idea while they're in Mexico. They come back and uh, they put their skills to work and they open up a taco shop off a truck and it's a hit. Mm-hmm. People love it. By the way, I've seen pictures of their work, Yummy. these tacos they were making, and they look absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely delicious. Uh, let's see here. But that's when the trouble started for the two women. And here's why. After quotes they gave to the Williamette Week, that's a newspaper, led them to being accused of stealing their success. What? Mm-hmm. What? So while they're being interviewed, they explained their trip. Connolly told the newspaper, here's what she says. She's just yabbing yeah, she's her just, gums. Yeah. She's just being honest, telling the truth. She says, I picked the brains of every tortilla lady there in the worst broken Spanish ever. And they showed me a little of what they did. Okay. In Puerto Nuevo, you can eat $5 lobster on the beach, which they give you with this bucket of tortillas. They are handmade flour tortillas that are stretchy and a little buttery and best of all, unlimited. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Yeah. Then she says, they wouldn't tell us too much about technique, but we were peeking into the windows of every kitchen. Totally fascinated by how they made it look, how easy they made it look. We learned quickly. It isn't quite that easy. Mm-hmm. In the quote, that's all she said. Mm-hmm. Those comments were latched onto a food blog in the Portland Mercury, which accused these two women of preying on the women they met in Mexico. Now, isn't that ridiculous? Yes. But on Facebook, you can kill a baby. And mm-hmm. kill yourself and kill other people and rape and murder and pull the ears off a bunny rabbit because you don't want to be censored. But in Portlandia, the perfect demonic normal, you can't make a burrito <laughs> if you're white. So this food blog says this week in white nonsense. That's a quote. Can you imagine that? This week in white nonsense, two white women, Kelly Wilgus and Liz L.C. Conley, decided it would be cute to open a food truck after a fateful excursion to Mexico. The piece opened. Really? Mm. The owners of Kook's Burritos all but admitted in an interview with Williamette Week that they colonized, colonized this style of food. Wow. Wow, the snowflakery is out of control. Wow. This, folks, this is a perfect demonic normal. This is devil language. And then they say, uh, well, let's, so let's recap the story thus far. These two white women went to Mexico ate tacos, and then decided they would just take what the locals clearly didn't want to give them. 
If that wasn't bad enough, they decided to pack up all their stolen intellectual property and repackage it. Oh, for the love of pizza. That is the... So making a taco is now intellectual property. Dude, I was making tacos when I was three years old. You take a little tortilla, you put some cheese on it, maybe some butter. And if you got a little meat, throw that in there and here's your taco. That's an intellectual property? Are you serious? That's retarded. No one should have I'm read sorry. this blog. No one should have cared. But obviously they did. The piece went on to claim getting the weekend taco truck closed was a victory in Portland, a city it accused of having underlying racism. Wow. These appropriating businesses are erasing and exploiting their already marginalized identities for the purpose of profit and praise, it stated. Oh, my goodness. Can you, oh, man. See how annoying this is? Oh, my goodness. Oh. I, just, I just, ooh. Many on social media and the comment sections of the Williamette Week article shared in the outrage. Stealing is in their nature. Who's their nature? White people? Is that what, is that what they mean? I guess. Stealing is in their nature, so I'm not surprised. They're not creative, so they had to get the idea from someone. That's written by T. McNeil on Facebook. Mm. Really? T? You know these women personally? That It's in their nature to steal? They stole because they went to Mexico and, and saw and loved the food and saw what they did and said, hey, I got a great idea. I can bring that here and people will like it. That's bad. Uh, apparently, how how do you how do you do trade? How, yeah, I know, I know. What do you have a Samsung or an iPhone? Which one? Which one was first? Who copied who? Who? Mm-hmm. Where does it stop? Cook's Burritos is now closed. Good riddance, Jonas Lord wrote. Here's another one by Alicia Dominguez. Well, you know what nationality she is, mm-hmm. Alicia Dominguez. She from Mexico, Atzlan. She's gonna take California back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my name is Alicia Dominguez. Como te se dice? How you say? How you say? I bet she doesn't even speak Spanish. She probably never had a real taco. <laughs> She's a social justice warrior. She goes, uh, so you nice ladies stole hardworking and low-income Mexican women's tortilla recipes and are now turning a profit? That's not white basic privilege at all. This hashtag disgusting. Wow. Really? White privilege? Wow. They're just making something out of nothing. Shauna McKinnon said, mm-hmm. now that you all boldly and pretty effing unapologetically stole the basis of these women's livelihoods, which is not true. No. The food truck had nothing to do with what they were doing in Mexico. No. You can make their exact same product so other white people don't have to be inconvenienced of dealing with a pesky brown middle woman getting in the way. And the thing is, they were in Mexico. Now they're in Portland. In Portland, oh yeah. So I want a taco. I have to, according to these people, I have to get on a plane and and go go to to Puerto Nuevo to get a taco. That's so stupid. It's really stupid in a normal society. But in the perfect demonic normal, this is perfect. It makes normal. perfect demonic sense. Now, the, all these people are going to spend eternity in this kind of chaos. Plus, they're going to be burning and tormented and all this stuff. But they're going to spend eternity with these very creatures that are possessing their minds. That's not a good thing. 
That's not a good thing. You talk about stupid. Oh. However, uh, after the news of the closure spread, many came to the defense of the two ladies. Mm-hmm. As some guy said, uh, burritos are from L.A. <laughs> two, tortilla make it as easy and not a secret. Three, breakfast burritos equal white people food. <laughs> uh, some person said, seriously, do you, do you not think they were speaking metaphorically, looking in people's windows? She ended up with a tortilla recipe she developed herself, and she put French fries in them. Such cultural appropriation. Yeah. That's true. I've seen pictures of it. She had French yeah, fries in them. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Uh, so other people were, were kind of, uh, you know, upset. But here's the deal. They, they, you know, Trump is talking about, you know, small businesses and intrapreneurial mm-hmm. and, you know, do this and do this. Here's the people who opened up a business, were successful for two weeks, and got shut down by social justice warriors. Wow. I know. Amazing. Wow. That's amazing. And guess what? Kooks Burritos, these two girls, they deleted their website, their Instagram account, their Facebook page, and Twitter profile. They totally went out of business. That's sad. That's That's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And now I want to go to Taco Bell. But I'm not going to go to Taco Bell if there's some white person behind the counter taking my order. Because that's cultural misappropriation or whatever it is. That ain't right. That's just wrong. Mm. Jeez, wheeze. That's horrible. You know, today I had some pizza. Yes, you did. And it yes, was, I don't know if there was an Italian behind it because it was just on a plate there at the buffet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm worried. What if I put some Italian guy out of work? What if I did, Miss Capow? Uh-huh. And after yeah. I had my pizza, then I body shamed myself. No, I didn't, because you know, I'm fine. You didn't. Yeah. I'm fine now. I just got some big pants, and uh, I'm fine. I don't need to wear them. I'm cool. That's right. I can lie That's to myself. Right. Okay. This, this is also annoying to me. Um, everything's annoying to me. Because now I, I want you to listen to the language of the media and how flippant they make this story. And they make it so normal. This is the perfect demonic normal now. This is normal behavior. And you're not going to really appreciate this unless you've seen the picture of this guy. It's on our Facebook page, fifthhookmedia.com, if you wish to see it. You've got to, you've got to see the picture of this, this tattooed freak in order to really appreciate what this guy looks like and what this is about. But the Joker, he's 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 one of these guys who thinks he's the Joker. <laughs> says he was treated like a celebrity after his arrest. Um, what happened? I'm gonna tell you what happened, and then I'll do the article. But um, there were some people driving by, and they saw this Joker. And he really is a clown. He's a grown man, and he he's all t- his whole face is tatted out like a like the Joker. Yeah, and he's got green hair. He's got green hair, and he's got tattoos. He's got 666 on his face, upside down cross, Batman, F Batman. Um, his whole face is tattooed, and he has, like, his his cheeks are ripped open and sewed together. With the, He's just, he's a freak, right? Mm-hmm. Green hair. People are driving by, and they said that he's standing there uh, pointing a gun mm-hmm. at, at cars. Um, so the cops get there. They stop the guy, and guess what they find? Uh, they find a gun in his pocket, a loaded huh. three eighty. So apparently these people have x-ray vision because he says he never, he didn't do that. He exactly. would admit it. He'd pay, he didn't. Of course I didn't. So these people lie. 
See, now they're not normal. You'll see this in this article. The people who reported this guy to the cops are not normal. This Joker guy with the gun, that he's normal and he should be left alone. And you're going to see the world has changed. And it's changed, I mean, like recently. I'm talking within the last several weeks, even months. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really changed. Yeah. Things are, it's really different. Now, now so, so keep that in mind and listen to this language. This is from Fort Lauderdale. It, 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 it's very flippant. It starts off, no need for the Batman. We've got the Joker in custody. Ha, ha, ha. So <laughs> it, it's funny some dude that's all tatted out like the Joker with green hair is standing there pointing a gun at people. And he has a loaded three eighty on him. And that's, that's not a big deal. That's, it's, that's, it's funny. Ha, ha. Until he shoots somebody. Yeah. Well, but see, he'd be okay because he's a cool guy. That's right. The person who he shot is not a cool guy. Exactly. See? He wouldn't have got shot if he had not been there. Exactly. A man who must have a real thing for the Dark Knight's nemesis was picked up by the cops Tuesday in Miami-Dade. After bonding out, he's 29 years old. He's mentally retarded, obviously. 29-year-old Lawrence Sullivan said he just wanted to go home and relax before his next court date. Because he's got so much to do with his face painted like a joker or tattooed like a joker. I mean, you know, I got to go to work the next day. What do you you work on? Wall Street, Sullivan? Come on. He works on Facebook. Yeah, he works on Facebook. Well, he does. I guess he does like to cuss and threaten people on YouTube. But at least... Well, that's what it says. At least at his time inside the slammer will be memorable. Guess what he said? I was treated like a celebrity inside. <laughs> Sullivan said after bonding out, I was on the psych floor because I take medications. <laughs> so they put him in the nut wing because he's a nut. And he was treated like a celebrity. He says, uh, with a face full of tattoos and green hair, Sullivan touted his good side. He said, ask the police officers that arrested me how polite I was. Did not curse at them. They treated me real respectful. They are really good cops. Oh, Jiminy. Just after 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, police received a report of a man with facial tattoos and green hair pointing a gun at passing cars in the area. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they saw the, you know, the gun in this guy's pocket if he didn't point at him. I guess they got x-ray vision. But obviously they're the bad people because when an officer arrived, he spotted Sullivan, who fit the description. Really? How many people walk around with green hair and a tattooed Joker face? Let's see. I don't know which one. What do you think, Murray? You think it's this guy? Let's get a collar. So he fits the description walking out of the front gates of a nearby apartment complex. The officer questioned Sullivan while conducting a pat down. And he found a Smith & Wesson 380 in one of the pockets. So he arrested him. And then Sullivan says on the interview... If I was waving a gun, yeah, I will admit it. I was not waving a gun. Did I have a gun in my pocket? Yes. And I want to be safe. Okay. So that's why he has a gun in his pocket. He can't carry a gun. He's not, he's not a concealed license guy, but he wants to be safe. Mm-hmm. So that's why he has a gun. I don't know how these people knew that he had a gun and they made this up. I know. But apparently they did. Shame. So he was charged with carrying a concealed weapon. In court earlier... On Wednesday, Sullivan was uh, given an assistant public defender, but he declined the state services. Let me go back. He was charged with carrying a concealed weapon. I don't understand why he wasn't charged with assault with a deadly weapon if he's pointing guns at cars. 
So did, did the cops not have any witnesses that would say, yeah, I saw him point a gun and yeah, I don't get it, but okay. You point a deadly weapon at somebody, it's, it's a felony, not a misdemeanor. Anyway. Yeah, in a normal world. In a normal world. Thank you for reminding me. I started, mm-hmm. sli- I started slipping into where I know, I know. I do the same live. thing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all changed. Uh, so anyway, he declines the services of his public defender. And he says, I don't even feel like signing the paperwork right now. I'm not in the mood for that. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I'm not signing the papers. Screw you people. I'm the joker. And so the judge found probable cause for the charges. And guess what? It disappointed the joker's sister. Oh. How could the judge find the, 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 the probable cause for the charges? How? Because your stupid brother won't take a public defender. He's not in the mood. He's not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. Well, let me tell you how this guy, he's 29 years old, how he got, you're asking the question, how does a 29-year-old man end up looking like the Joker and having a tattooed face and being like this? What happened to to him when he was two years old? (laughs) And, And let me tell you how he got there. It was his mother and his two sisters. That's how he got there. There's no father in this story. There's no man. It's his weird, retarded mother and his stupid, (laughs) retarded sisters. Sullivan's mother and his two sisters spoke out because they want to defend him. He looks like the Joker. He has F Batman on his eyelid and 666s. They said, he's never done something like this before, and his mother does not believe he would have threatened anyone with a gun. Of course not, Mom. She says, I feel terrible, and this is something where he should have known better, Monica Mm -hmm. Sullivan said. But you know what? His mother disputes the charges. Of course. That's just not right. She says, I'm his mother, and I don't believe he would have done something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how you get from being a two-year-old baby to being a total <laughs> at age 29. That's because of stupid, demonic parenting. Mm-hmm. Sullivan, whose distinctive look. See, see the writing here? You see, everything is coming at me. Everything's coming at me. Mm-hmm. You see the distinctive writing of this article? Sullivan says... Uh, or it says Sullivan, whose distinctive look. It's not a distinctive look. It's a demonic, it's, putrid, yeah. repulsive, sick. Ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly look that this guy has. He's trying to intimidate everybody around him. I mean, he might as well be just a clown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look what they did with the cl- the other clowns. Oh, Yeah. But not this guy. You can stand there and wave a gun. Mm -hmm. But the the articles whose distinctive look is reminiscent of Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad mixes and matches his representations of various Jokers on his face. That sentence is written like... It's a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're writing for some fashion magazine. Yeah. Like they're right. Let me go up and see who wrote this article. Was it a male or female? Uh, Peter, Peter O'Douche. That's what it says. Oh, maybe it's Dionich, but I I see it. O'Douche. Peter Douchebag is in love. 
was with the Joker apparently because he's he's writing like as a fashion blog. Sullivan, whose distinctive look is reminiscent of Jared Leto's Joker and Suicide Squad, mixes and matches his representation of various Jokers on his face. It's incredible. <laughs> he says, on each of his cheeks, he has a tattoo that looks as if his mouth has been split ear to ear and then stitched back together. Ooh. That tattoo is similar to the imagery in The Dark Knight, where the late Heath Ledger portrayed the Joker. Yeah. See how flippant this is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no danger here. This is just flippant. The word Joker is scrawled on the right side of Sullivan's forehead, while the left side has a tattoo of the Batman logo with the words FK Batman on the wings and a dagger piercing the bat's heart. Oh, oh boy, that great. The comic book Joker signature, ha ha ha, is tattooed below his right eye. And if that was not enough, there's a 666 and an upside-down cross Ooh. tattooed just in front of his right ear. He must have a lot of skin. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff to put on your face. <laughs> wow. His family said he recently put tattoos on his face. You know why, Miss Capel? As an expression of his artistic side. Perfect demonic normal (laughs) that's why that's why i tattooed my face because i'm very artistic (laughs) what the what he's a good kid you know he has a lot of tattoos but he's a nice kid with with some problems He's mentally disabled and is handicapped his mother said that's the problem the mom raised this this creature the mom, the mom bred this serpent. Yep. So this, she doesn't this think anything he does is wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's perfect. He's my little baby. He's 29 years old. And he has a joker face. <laughs> you freaking weirdos. Records show he was arrested four years ago for a marijuana charge. Oh, go figure. He smokes dope. I would have never, I would have never imagined. <laughs> he's, guess what? And he's known for profanity-laced posts on YouTube. And I guess you can find him under King Joker. The Joker smile and machine gun Callie where you see a weapon. Wow. He talks violently. He's a good kid. a nice kid. Yeah, yeah, he, has yeah, a gun, yeah. he has a gun in his pocket because, uh, you know, he wants to be safe and he's pointing it at people. Man, he's, that's, there's nothing wrong. It's flippant. Sullivan's two sisters. There's the other problem. He's just coddled. He's coddled by these, these stupid women that just coddled this, this little boy baby. And they just coddle him, and this is what he turns out to be. It's well, irritating. According to his sisters and his mom, they say that he's an entertainer, and he created the post to have fun, and he would not hurt anyone. So he's violent on the post. He talks very violently but on Machine Gun Kelly and the Joker smile. Yeah, but he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. He's having fun. He's having fun. He doesn't mean to harm anybody. Wasn't that Alex Jones thing in court? Uh, he's just an entertainer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they go on, they say he's a good-hearted person. He's a good-hearted person. He doesn't look for any problems. No, that's why he was banishing, brandishing an, uh, a weapon at people. Yeah, they're not looking for problems. Oh, oh, guess what? It's everybody else's fault. They, mm-hmm. whoever they are, I don't know what that pronoun is, uh, but they misjudged him by the way he looks. It's not right. It's not right. You but, see how this guy is now the hero? Exactly. But normal people don't look like him. No. 
but they misjudge him by the way he looks. Mm-hmm. Who's they? Probably the people driving by, calling the cops and lying about him pointing a gun at them. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to have a gun, a loaded gun in his pocket. So the x-ray vision people, well, they're the ones who are misjudging him. But the you see the writing here, how it's switched. They're the ones that are bad. The guy, Peter, Peter O'Douche writing this is he's pro Joker. He's he likes this guy. Mm-hmm. He says they said he actually has a passion for helping homeless people <laughs> and helping his mother who has multiple sclerosis. Oh, Aww. Sullivan's mother and sisters say they are going to help him fight the charges. His bond was set at 5000 which his family posted early Wednesday evening. So maybe they're going to do a GoFundMe page. You know what I mean? And they're going to raise money. And there's idiots out there who are going to give money to these demonic serpent seed pieces of feces in human suits and say that's, that's okay because they live in a perfect demonic normal now. You talk about you got to watch your butt. You got to watch your butt while you're sitting at the at the bus stop, folks. Mm-hmm. Because a joker might just come not up to you while you're at the bus stop. Yep. And by the way, Peter O'Douche is a reporter for CBS 4 News. And he came to CBS 4 News from WKRN in Nashville. He was awarded... Wow. An award-winning member of the WPLG news team as a reporter from 89 to 2004. So he's not a young kid. By the way this is written, I thought it was like some millennial I know. kid. I know. He's a spelling and Yeah, he can't spell. He can't Education. write. But he's, he's, he was a reporter from 89 mm-hmm. to 2004. In addition, he was a producer for news, special projects, and something else. Um. So he's not some millennial reporter, but he's writing about this article like it's just, yeah, uh-huh, he's got tattoos and look at the way he's dressed and he likes to mix and match and he's so cool. He's just a nice kid. He's already like setting up his defense like, come on, people. Yeah. And those people were doing hateful profiling. They were. On They're, this innocent They misjudge him because of the way they look. <laughs> just an entertainer. Just an entertainer. Oh, my God. That seems to be the good excuse today. You know, the excuse today is it's just art. It's like spirit cooking. Mm -hmm. I know I got a human body laying there and there's blood and guts and we're pretending like we're eating his flesh, but it's art, folks. Katy Perry being eaten in her new video. It's just art. You know what, Miss Kapow? I was angry yesterday and I'm mad as hell tonight. This world's gone crazy, and it just ain't right. It just, just ain't, ain't right. right. just ain't mm-hmm. right. Those are the lyrics by the greatest prophet in the 20th century. <laughs> someday I'll explain it to you, folks. Someday I'll play that song. How about that last story, Jerry? How about that? How about you called me Jerry? Now everybody's going to go, who's Jerry? <laughs> now they know that Brother Kapow is really not Paul Kapow, but Jerry. <laughs> That's right. Jerry from Jerry Seinfeld. I'm him. I'm Jerry. And Miss Kapow is Elaine. After making millions of dollars, we decided to do a podcast. Because <laughs> we have nothing else to do. And this perfect demonic normal. 12-year-old busted for multiple attacks on 80-year-old. Now, here's a kid. 
Here's a kid who should should not be here, but he's here. And I suspect that there's some parenting issues involved here also. So when he grows up and he gets a tattooed face and starts killing people and waving guns and stuff, then his demonic mother and sisters can defend him and say, they're just picking on him. Mm -hmm. He's 12 years old. And he's doing a reign of terror in a Brooklyn neighborhood. It includes targeting and menacing senior citizens. A 12-year-old boy was arrested Wednesday after beating an 80-year-old woman and trying to light her on fire. Uh, You know what happens when you arrest a 12-year-old kid? Hmm. You go knock on the parents' door and you turn them over to the parents. The courts don't prosecute. Courts are going to prosecute juveniles. Uh-uh. If he was 17, close to being 18, he was, you know, 17 or something like that. And he did something so, you know, bad. They can, you know, prosecute him as an adult. But at 12 years old, he's, yeah, he can do whatever he wants. That's going to happen to this kid. Sources describe the child as troubled. You think? Hmm. He's run away from home twice and been assaulted once. Huh? Somebody hit him? I'm surprised. Uh... This kid is a real piece of work, one source said. He's like a terror in the community. Police learned of the attacks on the uh, the uh, 80-year-old lady Saturday night. They said earlier that day, about 5 p.m., she was cleaning the front yard of her home when the boy approached. The kid said something, but the woman doesn't understand English. Hmm. Then without warning, he allegedly socked her in the face, giving <laughs> her a black eye. Can you imagine you're 12 years old and you're hitting a woman who's in her 80s? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is the perfect demonic normal. Mm-mm. The woman told police the youth had attacked her in front of her house on two prior occasions. Wow. And no one's doing anything about it. On May of 16th, he used a lighter and he set her jacket on fire. Mm. Uh, wow. Her jacket was singed, but she was unharmed. And she had proof. She gave the police the uh, evidence. In the other episode last week, he allegedly slammed her over the head with a metal rod. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Her grandson answered the door and said she's fine before going back in the house uh, when they tried to reach her for comment. While looking for witnesses after the Saturday attack, police learned of a burglary at Zing China Kitchen. Boy, I hope they're not appropriating the culture. I know. I hope Zing Chinese Kitchen is really owned by Chinese because that's going to really, that's going to be bad. They got to be closed down, you know, mm-hmm. a restaurant around the corner from the woman's home, uh, Zing Chinese Kitchen. They learned that there was a burglary there and the 12 year old huh, was caught on camera stealing the tip jar not long after the assault. Wow. Oh, whew, we're, figure. we're good. I just found out the restaurant worker at Zing China Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think it's a her. Her name is Ming Lu. Ming Lu. So I don't think she's appropriating the culture. Good. I think she. Oh, I think she has the right to make and sell Chinese food because she's Chinese. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Okay. okay. I'm, at first, I was going to get upset. I was going to do a whole Facebook thing on it. I was going to do a whole food blog. So Ming Lu. A restaurant worker said the boy showed up at the restaurant about a month ago and said he was hungry. So he and his... Oh, it's a he. So he and his wife gave the child chicken and fried rice. Hmm. 
Since then, he has returned again and again, spitting in the shop, <laughs> flashing his middle finger, cursing and asking people for money. I bet you they regret feeding him now. Let, there, let me give you another uh, advice of Uncle Paul. No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. You know, really, you just, you can't, just some things you just can't, you can't help some people. You got to be careful, especially in today's age. Mm-hmm. You stay under the bus stop. Don't quit going out there and trying to do stuff. Lou said he has also seen the preteen jump in front of several senior citizens on the street. He likes to scare them, Lou said. He thinks it's funny. Mm. Mm. Really? Uh, come on. I mean, this is just uh, demonized. Yeah. It, you know what? He's not a child. You got to quit looking at it. I don't look at this as a child. I look at it this as a demon who's mm-hmm. just in a young body. He's just, he's just possessing a young body. Yeah. But this ain't a human child. He quit being a human child a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Probably because of his parenting. Probably 100% because of his or, or lack of, I should say. Detectives believe the boy also pulled a string of gunpoint robberies last year. There you have it. The source said at least some of the victims can't identify him. He may have covered his face. They don't know him or fear him. Uh, they appar- He's apparently menacing. Yeah, apparently because they're not going to do anything. So why, you know, oh, risk yeah. that? And they got to live there. Yep. See, once the police go, they drop him off to his weird auntie or whatever. They got to drive off. These people got to live there. The boy is charged with felony assault, criminal mischief, and weapons possession. Because of his age, his criminal case will be handled in family court, which is a joke. Yeah. Which is a joke. Someone, a someone's going to shoot this guy. Um, apparently, it's a, he's going to mess with the wrong person. Or the wrong person's son mm-hmm. is going to be there. And um, this 12-year-old boy is going to disappear in the uh, you know Hudson River. And it couldn't be soon enough. Exactly. It really couldn't. This guy mm. doesn't belong here. And uh, that's my love for today. <laughs> that's my love for the day. I hate this world. I hate I this world and everything it represents. I hate everything in this world. I can't stand it. My spirit hates this world. My soul hates this world. I I can't wait to stomp it into oblivion. Mm-hmm. The evil and the piss that it's become is is so repulsive to me. I cannot stand it. Yep. And I live a good life here. I live a great life, but I cannot stand the world. I cannot stand this demonic system at all. I hate it. And that's the perfect demonic normal. And I'm yep. not kidding you. That's what it is. We're there. It's not something I'm warning about. It's coming. It's here. We're there. It's all around us. Mm-hmm. And until that bus comes, you just got to hunker down and stay safe, you know? Exactly. You know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, Ms. Kapow. I think I've been uplifting and enlightening and encouraging. You sure have. Um, I think people are going to listen to this and go, wow, I just feel so much better. <laughs> but that's not my job. You know, other people's job could make you feel better. My job is to prophesy. And that's that's what I do. So that's my that's my job. That's what I'm told to do. And uh, take it up to my maker. <laughs> All right. And there you have it. There you have it. All right. Good night. Good night.